Hello and welcome to episode 1160 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Monday, April 3rd. I'm your host, Paul Spohr, joined this afternoon by Justin Mason. Justin, good day, sir. Good afternoon. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Season's, season's cooking. You know, it's a, it just started cooking, but uh, we're getting going. My team sucks, and uh, it's great. How about you? How was your weekend? My teams are great. Like, I'm top 20 in the TGFBI overall. I'm top nice. 20 in the auction championship overall, uh, which would be a much better overall to win. Um, mm-hmm. But because uh, there's like 30 grand on the line for that. Uh, I, I would like to see my Giants win today, but not at the expense of Michael Kopech. Kopech, yeah. Down 3 nothing already, so... Uh, that's uh, that's a little bit of a bummer, but you know, I have, it is, I guess. I'm 20th in overall in Raz Slam, and I'm 29th in Gladiator. What's funny about that Gladiator team is it's like so blown up already. I oh, have mine is too. Yeah, Urias on that team, Rice Iglesias, and Cody Morris. So I got three guys who aren't even playing, but apparently they had a good weekend. Obviously, we don't care about standings after not even a week, a weekend. But there are some interesting things going on that we have to get into. Um, including some league-wide trends. We'll talk about some different players, and then we'll get into some hot starts that you've written out here and see where we're at on these players, depending on which league type they're likely to be available in. But let's start with the biggest thing that we kind of keyed in on. 70 stolen bases over the extended weekend, the four days from Thursday through Sunday. You know how many? I mean, I know you know, but let's play it up. You know how many there were last year, four four days through? 29. 20. 29 with 14 caughts in both seasons so one season was a 83 percent success rate i think right Uh, is that right uh yeah 83 percent success rate and the other being a 67 percent success rate so massive massive shift here small sample sure but not so small that I'm not putting something into it. Like I, I believe that this that there is something here, and I think teams will adjust, right? I think you'll maybe see uh, maybe more pitch outs, or I wonder if maybe guys with the better arm of a catching duel will start to start more. I don't know. Teams will adjust a little bit. I don't think we're gonna have an 83% clip all year, and um, you know get 70 steals every four days worth of for the season. But it's definitely a big change. What were your thoughts when you saw the big 70 steal four day weekend? Well, it's interesting because uh, I think at least 10 of those, if not more, I don't. And going into yesterday, 10 of those were the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. And that's and the thing. So, sorry, just to expound on that real quick. There were teams that kind of led the charge 10 for them, six for Houston, three other teams with five. But Baltimore really led the charge there. That that you know, they're they're ten of the seventy. That's a pretty big deal when one team is fourteen percent. I mean, and seven of the seventy are Jorge Mateo and Cedric Mullins, um, which just nice. makes my heart warm. Yeah, uh, being two of my guys, uh, kind of leading the charge. Uh, that being said, like it's still really early. I think teams are trying to figure out how to adjust to this defensively. I think they will. Um, and I think te- other teams offensively are trying to figure out, hey, how much can we push it? Um, I think this will even out a little bit, sure. uh, especially as weather starts to warm up and, and guys, uh, you know, pitchers and catchers are getting a little bit more used to this. But I also think this is a trend and we are going to see maybe even close to double the amount of stolen bases that we saw last year, which is insane because if you needed 90 stolen bases 
to kind of try to win that uh, that category, you're probably going to need 160 to 170 this year, which well, means if you were light on stolen bases coming out of your draft, you are in some trouble. You could be in some trouble unless you spike something big off the wire, mm-hmm. and there will be gems off the wire. But that was one of the issues or, or kind of concerns I had of people saying, well, there's going to be more steals this year. I can wait on them. The opposite is true. We talk about this usually with power because we haven't had steel surges in forever. But when there's like a power surge, like in 2019, yeah, there were 20 homer hitters as far as the eye could see, but they didn't, they're not as valuable, right? You need more to compete at that point. And the same is going to be true for steals. You're 100% correct. You know what's particularly interesting about this uh, early surge here is that one of the bottom, there are five teams without a single steal. And one of them is KC, a team that is known for stealing. Of course, they had a 240 OBP, uh, 250, excuse me. So it's kind of difficult to steal if you're not on base. Uh, my sweet, Can't steal first, yeah. super sweet, super cool, very good Tigers had a sub 200 OBP. Very cool. They had no steals. Washington, Minnesota, and Miami as well. Uh, Miami and Washington, not very good. Minnesota, they probably just aren't going to be running that much because they had a 336 OVP, which is fine. Like there, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. That actually had them 11th in the league. They just chose not to run. Uh, but yeah, it's very interesting. It's something we're going to definitely keep an eye on and update regularly. But so far, folks are running. Uh, all right, I'm, go ahead. I will. I do want to point out that like of the guys who stole bases and 41 people have stolen bases coming into today's games. There's only like six or seven that are widely available or not even widely available, like available in 12 team leagues. And most of them are rostered outside of like G1 Bay who stole two bases. Uh, most of them are like rostered in 15 league team leagues. So yeah, like, most of them in 15s, but 10s and 12s, there's going to be availability. I mean, you, you can find like David Hensley has a stolen base. Um, what Austin Hayes has a stolen base. Straws Austin available Polis. in 10s and probably available yeah. in some 12s. He was picked up in some 15s too. Jose Series probably available, but like it's not going to be as easy. And some of those guys that you're picking up off the wire are going to have real deficits. You know, Straw sure. and Siri are going to have batting averages. So I don't so, like those players. Yeah. I mean, hopefully you've got a lot of stolen bases in your draft because you're going to need them. You're definitely going to need them. Again, there will be some that pop up because of playing mm-hmm. time, though, too. Somebody who is a good base stealer comes in for an injury, and then all of a sudden he's available. So there will be avenues, but I agree. Like If you didn't get a good stable of them coming out of the draft, uh, you might be in some trouble, and you might have to look toward punting there and maybe just stocking up on the power and batting average uh, with your offense because uh, it might be difficult to catch up you can't bank on somebody finding a birdie first off only one team can do that secondly there isn't one like that every year and thirdly you don't know who the hell it's going to be so it'd be tough to Mm -hmm. chase uh liam hendricks is starting his last round of chemo dealing with his non-hodgkin's lymphoma and he was not put on the 60 day which did lead a bunch of people to go out picking him up i'm not so sure that i would have been doing that in the main event with uh with the 50 with the seven reserves only but it seems people are. I hope he gets back sooner than later. That'd be great. But what do you make of this with Liam Hendricks? Are you speculating on him? I haven't yet. But, I mean, I saw him get picked up in a number of OCs and a number of mains last night um, on the hope that he's back. I, I just, I think, obviously, if you are in a league with an IL, you can stash him. And if he's available, you probably should pick him up and stash him. Sure. But if you've got really limited IL, like someone has asked me in my chat day, like, 
oh, do I hold on to this guy because I've already got Verlander and Glass now and Robbie Ray on my IL? See, it's like, no. Like, once yeah. you start filling up those ILs, like, you're going to have to make tough decisions. And yep. we, I'd love to see Liam Hendricks back around Memorial Day. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But I'm not betting on that. Um, I, I would I would probably I guess that even if he – yeah, even if he does come back, you know, yeah, it's probably also break. They're going to give him a lot of time to make sure he's right. Um, you know, he's still – he hasn't even finished that last round of chemo. So, Does you our know. friend Dalton Del Don know something that we don't, though? He put out a big outlay for him in the main event, 405 and 205, or – does he just hate JT Brubaker and just really wanted to get rid of him? Because he cut Brubaker on both of those teams for those big spends on Hendricks. And the backups really weren't matching, 41 and 71. So he spent a lot of money there. Um, and I just wonder if he knows something that we don't or he's just feeling like, hey, I could be getting one of these premium closers even for half a season. It'd be worth it. But I think that's going to be so hard to even hold Hendricks, you know, especially if he doesn't come back till the All-Star break. Dalton's a really good player, and I don't want to yeah. question like his methodology. But we saw him do this with Josh Lowe, spend five hundred dollars, and then one hundred. At least Lowe was playing. Like you know, yeah. there's a, there a reasonable expectation that he was going to be coming up and and doing some big things. I and it didn't pan out. I get that, but there was a clear reason behind that. This one is a spec, no matter how you slice I, it. And I'm sorry, like I just think it's a mistake to put. 20 to 30 percent of your fab on one guy just in general i mean i've, yeah. I've made this mistake before I, it, I it hamstrung me last year but like yeah i mean i spent more than i wanted to spend this week in my main event on will smith but i spent 53 dollars. like i can still easily pretty pretty much recover from that pretty that, quick that, that, pretty you don't easily. have to recover like, yeah he could give you yeah. nothing he could kill you this week give up like six earned you cut him and you're 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 i mean i don't want to say you're no worse for the way that would suck but like you'd be fine on that 53 bucks is totally fine so I, yeah i hear you and i i'm kind of out on the market of big spends as well and i used to be in and there's certain guys and I, i've even hit on some too it's not like they've all been losses but it's what they do to you down the stretch especially when you just wish you had like eight more dollars right to make mm -hmm. two extra plays to get guys in september because you're chasing that extra point to either get in the money or to get the title I, I i won't do it anymore and like i'm talking even for like a big prospect i, I just don't really see myself ready to make those spends so again don's a great player he's won way more than i have so i'm not here saying like he's stupid and wrong i just feel like it's a big outlay unless he knows something or is really confident that hendrix is going to be back soon i think that was a big spend I, for me, like I think you can make that big spend, but make it when you have a better idea of what your team is actually going to need. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. right in, now, in like, June or you July. Have, yeah, like if you spend all that money on a closer and you end up like not needing those saves, because I mean, one of the things that happened with you know Dalton's team, not trying to pick on Dalton, because like like I said, he's a really good player. Yeah, he was in our um, league last like, year, by the way. So we're very he was yeah familiar with with him. He spent five hundred dollars, five hundred something dollars on Josh Lowe, and then one hundred eighty dollars on uh, Taylor Ward, which did work out. And he spent like, you know, I think sixty or seventy bucks on Danny Jimenez, which seemed to be working out fairly well until Jimenez got hurt. But he already had two closers, and then he ended up winning that category by like twenty five saves. The eleven yeah. saves he got from Jimenez didn't move the needle for him, and he ran out of money. And so. I think you just be want to you want to wait at least until you have a better idea of 
like what your team is actually going to need before you make a massive purchase. Otherwise, just kind of spray it around and yep. hope that you land on something uh, and keep spraying until you land on something. I, and I totally agree with that. And like, I get the concept of it's early. If I get somebody for six months, mm -hmm. I'll spend big because he's worth X hundred dollars. That doesn't apply to Hendrix, of course, because he's not available right yeah. now. But I'm talking about like, let's say a prospect comes up this week. I can't even think of it. Like Joey Weimer, right? If you had spent triple digits on him, you're like, I might get six months out of Joey Weimer. And we've talked him up since we saw him at Fall League. I do like him. But the most that anybody spent was 117. That I can actually get behind. Yeah. Like that, that's not, that's it's probably that's more than too I spent. much for me. But yeah. yeah, yeah, it's more than I put out. In fact, it was the highest by far. The next highest win was 84. And then the next highest win on that was 59. So those two were really out there at 117.84 and then 59 and lower one team got him for a dollar that's why you always got to put in a bid because you never mm -hmm. freaking know by the way and, and like so like i have a guy in my main event uh this year who spent 334 dollars on three players um Oof. now and he's a good player like this is a legitimate good players one nfbc main events before mm -hmm. um and uh, but like that hamstrings you. Sorry, Conforto Homer. Oh, our, my, our boy's I'm, getting cooked. I'm so far behind. Like Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, uh -huh, it's, it's like. Uh, it's good news, bad news for you. because At least it was fan. a solo. Yeah. Um, so, but, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, so this guy spent out over 300 bucks on three players. Yeah, on three players, and like, what if he need like what if he needs like stolen bases, you know, later on, or yeah. need you know, or needs saves, or or needs to stream. Like he's not going to have the ability to do it as easily because he spent so much in week one. It's just really, really difficult. So keep an eye on things with somebody like Hendricks. Um, if he's still available in your league, I know some leagues uh, with a guy like a guy like that who is out for a long time. Uh oh, he gave up back to backs. Tyro Estrada got him oh, and hit. Got to be destroyed it. Oh my god, I hadn't even seen the Conforto. I'm so far behind. I mean, Conforto just came up to that. So, like, I just, sucks. I think we're in trouble, Justin. We both I'm, have no pack. It needs a two start this week. I, I know. I'm in some that's, that's why I never considered not playing him. I'm like two step. I'm 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 starting him. Oh Maybe god. that's why I got him in the 22nd round because everyone knows he sucks. And and of course it's Tyro, a guy I I kind of clowned uh, this year, saying that He's, he yeah. doesn't have that much power and combo meal for uh, Strada today. He stole a base earlier. God, right? great. Uh, but anyway, I know some leagues that have guys with extended injuries. They don't allow them to be bid upon until they're actually coming back. So keep mm -hmm. up on the news on Hendricks, and then you can make a decision when it's more clear. Or this guy, Bryce Harper, same situation. Now, um, some leagues say that if they do, if, if somebody buys them in the draft, then that's fine. But other leagues say you cannot get a guy who's out for an extended period of time. I played in a league like this. That's why I know that there are some leagues like this. So Harper might be available to pick up once he gets closer to returning he could begin hitting on thursday and remember he wasn't placed on the 60 day dl either il either and that really raised people's uh, eyebrows on harper is he somebody that you're looking at picking up where available or would you be if you were available in your leagues yeah i can't imagine he's available in very many leagues but i think i would like if he's out there uh, and i mean this is just kind of a swing and miss by me because i i pretty much had him off my board um, I did I too, and I, I don't really regret it though, because I was hearing half yeah. a season, and I don't see anything that's suggested mm -hmm. otherwise yet. So I'm mm -hmm. not I'm not taking the L yet, unless he's back on Memorial Day or something. Then I will I'll eat it. But until then, I still feel like Harper's going to be out for a while. Because even if he starts hitting, like 
I don't know. I guess if he is back before the All-Star break, though, then it's not as bad of a, a scoop. But you're still talking, uh, okay, I, say he comes back. I just, like, saw, both, I just saw both of these home runs. and They, they were the first one was The first one was not a bad pitch. It was above no, the zone, no. 96 miles an hour. That was Conforto getting it. The, the second one was just a, uh, a slider. It didn't break at all. And so. he knew right away. Uh, Kopech did. But with Harper, like, let's say he returns like June 15th. That's still really difficult to hold an NFBC until June 15th where you're playing with only six yeah. reserves. So it's like, I don't know. We'll see. If he comes back in May, then yes, those who drafted him, good on you. You really, you really got one over because he was off my list too, and I might have been wrong, but we'll see. Um, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Another homer, Mike Yastrzemski. I'm turning it off. I can't deal with it. I'm so far behind. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I'm ruining. I'm making it so you don't have to watch it. I'm turning that shit off. I, I, I appreciate it. This I'm is, ruining uh, the pod by paying attention right to now. it, but it's because it's just, he's on my main event team and he's just I, killing. He's, me. Yeah, he's on, he's on my main event, my auction. Uh, I don't, yeah, this is this is crushing. Anyway, Copac, right f off. We're not fans of him right now. Uh, but Daniel Bard is going to the went to the IL dealing with his anxiety. And, you know, kudos to him for being upfront about it, right? It's a difficult thing to really talk about. And, and you know, there's going to be chud idiots out there that say, oh, what a, what a wuss back in my day, blah, 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 whatever. Kudos to him for acknowledging that this is a problem. Got to deal with it. Got to get his mentals right. You have to wonder if hitting Altuve played a role, um, you know, hurting somebody, if, if that really got in his I don't know. I don't want to play armchair psychologist. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is that opens the closers role in Colorado. For me, that doesn't really do anything. I don't want Colorado closers, whether it was Bard or somebody else. However, a lot of other people say, I need saves, Paul. I, I can't have your, your uh, high and mighty behavior here. I need to figure out who's closing. Pierce Johnson looks like he might be the guy. That's who a lot of people were going for this, uh, this, this fab period. Where do you stand on the Colorado closing role? Do you like Pierce Johnson? Do you like a Brad Hand? Somebody else? The Nelson Lamette? Where do you stand on the Colorado closer while... Uh, while Bard is out. I don't know that Bard's going to be out for very long. The manager kind of talked about it today. said he's throwing 96, that he's just trying to get right mentally, uh, and that he's ready to go once he's bat- once he is right mentally. And that was still another good pitch. Like, he's just getting – God damn it. Sorry. Yeah, uh, it's so bad. It's so bad. I, I should turn this off and, or turn it to a different game. I, I turned but, it off. I don't, I don't know that this is going to be a long-term situation. You never really know. And, again, kudos to him for taking care of this. Uh, but even if it is, like, I think this is a job that's probably split between Pierce Johnson and Brad Hand. Like, they're yep. just going to play the matchups. Uh, you know, Donelson Lamette might get involved in this. Mm-hmm. Justin Lawrence could get involved in this. And when my kind of theory on this is unless I'm getting a guy for free, uh, and Pierce Johnson was not free during mm-hmm. Fab this week. I mean, he was going for hundreds of dollars in leagues. Uh, I don't want to dive into a split, a potentially split situation on a bad team. In the worst place situation, Yeah, if it's a split situation on a good team, I'm okay diving into that and hoping that my guy emerges. But uh, on a bad team, why am I going to take a gamble on... Uh, you know, maybe 50% of a bad job in a bad park. Like, I just, no. Yeah, like if Presley went out and we were going off Montero and like a Brayu yeah. or something, and I got stuck with, and I got stuck with, but I got a Brayu on the cheap. Okay, cool, because that's a good team. But it, not- you texted me 
what, like half an hour before Fabric yeah. and said, hey, Will Smith is coming in for the save. And I was like, okay, I'll put 50 bucks on on Will Smith. Like, I, like that to me, like, I think he, if if he's right, he's the best reliever in that pen and probably got the job. So I'd much rather, I and think I think Texas is just as good, but I think it's a right left situation. Yeah. And I, but I think Texas is a pretty good team. Like, I agree. They are. That. Like, and I think that, they, especially if that bullpen is better than we thought it was going to be, like, mm-hmm. that was their one weakness. The rotation is pretty stacked and super deep, uh, and that lineup is is pretty good. So um, I, I'd much rather dive into that situation than dive into the Colorado situation. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it with the Pierce Johnson, and especially because – we also don't know how long it's going to be, like you said. That was the first thing you said. I totally agree with that. Oh, my God. He gave up another one? you got to be kidding me. David VR hit one. Get him out. Oh, my God. He's given uh, up, all, like, 17 home runs. Like All I do is sit around in the winter, desperately waiting for baseball to get back. It comes back and then just fucking pisses me off all day. That's it. I just get mad. Seven runs on eight hits. And, and every bad thing that happens to my Five team. home runs. Like, I'm such a miserable real. piece of shit. Oh. I hate Michael Kopech. I dropped him last year, too, and I dealt with the headache of all of his ups and downs. He like had good ratios, but he was so difficult to um, uh If you're not watching in. this on the YouTube, to despair in my eyes right now. Yeah. And, like, I should be happy. It's my Giants, like, crushing him. But, like, Yeah, we oh always put God. fantasy above our favorite teams. Especially you. You've seen your team win a million times. You don't even care. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is this is not great, Bob. I don't. I don't know. I'm not cutting him or anything. But boy, this sucks. No. No. Um. A couple of rookies got sent out after their starts. One good, one bad. Jared Schuster really struggled with the control against the Nats. Walked five. Welcome to the bigs. Gets sent out for Dylan Dodd, um, who's, I guess, both could be in the rotation Schuster could come back if they need him uh, as a fifth starter later but right now they need Dodd sooner because Schuster just pitched meanwhile Johnny Brito pitched his butt off and they did say that he was sent down because they don't need a fifth this week so you might as well get the roster spot for somebody else so Mm -hmm. I wouldn't necessarily cut Brito if you like him if you picked him up in a league deep enough for Brito to matter because he had a great outing um I imagine you're fine just cutting Schuster if you you weren't even really picking him up what do you think about Brito then uh, I mean, I like Brito. He was really, really impressive in that game against the Giants, getting a lot of swings and misses. and uh, making Giants swing and strike rate. Yeah, making Giants hitters look foolish. And clearly, Giants hitters are amazing. Cause yeah, they're, they're, they're right incredible. Now. Yeah. Um, okay, they finally pulled him. Jesus Christ. Um, but uh, I think this is like the fear of like what happens when you, you draft a team's fifth starter. Um, or a guy who yep. is clearly only in the rotation like Schuster um, because they had some injuries and stuff, right? So, um, I you know, I, I think you cut bait and move on on Schuster for sure. I think Brito is really difficult to hold on to in most formats. You probably cut bait and just try to pick him up. He's going to be down for 15 days unless there's an injury and they can bring him back up. So uh, probably cut him. 15? I thought it was 10, but someone corrected me in my chat. I thought it was, it was 10 15. as well. Okay. So, well, dang. Um, I, I think you got to cut him and kind of move on and and, and, uh, and then try to pick him back up before he comes back. Well, the, um, the tough part is a lot of people probably just picked him up yesterday. Yeah. So and then there, this happens. There, he, he was picked up for, I think, 111 bucks in my main event or something like that. Like, it was – that's pretty brutal. 
uh, like yeah that's that's pretty it's I mean, also pretty- on you like before fab runs you need to be checking your fabbits like dude um, so the four leagues where johnny brito went 100 or more the backup bids were 22 37 34 and 99 so the 107 99 that mm-hmm. one's pretty good but the other three are tough 211 to 22 and again i'm not trying to like clown the, the i have bids like this too like I'm, I'm i'm not trying to be like point the finger at them i'm saying how tough it can be like when yeah you he went 99 you like, went 99 my main 111 my auction yeah it's like when you think somebody's gonna go big you're like hey i'm gonna go in i, I want to get this guy and then the rest of your league is just like nah we don't really care that much and they end up going cheap who did you get this week in uh fab anybody good uh will smith in my main um i picked up uh bryce terang and one of my ocs hey we're gonna talk um, about him in just a moment he's on fire so, to start the season yeah uh it wasn't a big for you know big one for me in terms yeah. of like fab like i i don't have a i i've been lucky and i don't I haven't had like a ton of injuries or anything like that so i bet you wish uh, kopech was injured no i'm just kidding we don't wish injury on him. yeah i, mean, I just meant so you can cut him I wish he had gotten the flu this morning or something. I picked yeah. up a Kijuan Bay uh, in a league. Okay. Um, so like, how much did that cost no, you? Twenty-seven bucks. That's not bad at so, all. No, he went I'll sixty take it. in mine with a four backup, and I'm kind of surprised that it was only a four backup. I would have thought there would be more interest in him. He's going to pick up second base eligibility, which makes him yeah. pretty interesting. So too. he's second in outfield. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I only picked up Tyler Wells for Granky, thirteen bucks a one dollar backup so nobody else was interested he gets texas this week which is not great i'm actually not starting him at texas but i jumped on him because of the two start next week that he's slated for with oakland and um i forget the other one it's a pretty decent team for the second one but i figure oakland at home for tyler wells so i was kind of playing the jump on it and getting somebody with a two start the following week because you know how crazy two starts go and what Mm -hmm. if he does do well against texas then you know the price is going to be through the roof. So I figure, let me jump now on Tyler Wells and plan for next week. Yeah. Oh, it's at sense. the White Sox. Oh, and, he, and guess who he's facing? Michael Kopech. So I'll at least get a win. Yeah, there you go. Free, free dub. Free dub, at least. All right, let's oh, talk about go. some hot starts and see where we're at with these guys. Adam Duvall, two homers, 571, 600, 1357 slash line. He's out of his mind right now. He had a four hit day where he only needed a single for the cycle, but a home run would be a walk off. So he went ahead and got the homer, which is better than a cycle. I know cycles are cool. I'm not anti cycle like some people are, uh, but that's an unquestionably a better game when your fourth hit is a second homer that walks it off. And it was after Ryan McKenna dropped the easiest routine fly ball ever. It was pretty brutal. And you just knew. You just knew that the Red Sox were going to win after that. Duvall has three 30 homer seasons. We've seen him be good before, but the reason he struggles to kind of find teams and doesn't get inked to like multi-year deals is because of his volatility. He has a ton of swing and miss, and so he's put up some batting averages that are like close to my weight. And that, that's kind of the problem with him. His last of those 30 homer seasons was back in 2021 with 38 homers, but he hit 228 with a 281 OBP. That's the thing, too. If he at least took walks, I think teams would eat the strikeouts. But he, he's a free swinger. But here he is now on fire with Boston. Great park to hit in. Are you buying in on the Adam Duvall train at all in, uh, in, in I guess, every league? Because I think in 15s, he's going to have some availability, let alone 12s and 10s where he was no doubt available. 
All right, so like, no, I'm not buying. I mean, I, I guess like you can try to ride the hot streak, but like you may have already missed the hot streak. Like this could already be over. That's the tough you, part. You don't even know. His career zone contact is 84.2%. What do you think his zone contact is so far this season? I, I Spoiler alert, it's higher. 100. It is 100%. He has 100% zone contact. I've never seen this. Like, this is, like, unreal. He's, like, literally every time he swings and the ball's in the zone, he has made contact. Like, he's not. That's like, amazing. That is, his swinging strike rate right now is 3.4%. He's a lifetime, uh, like thirteen percent swing strike rate guy. Like he's yeah. this is going like this is just like it's like hey three games. It's three, three, three games. games. I you know I got to go up against Orioles pitching. Yeah, um, he, he was fully rostered in the main, so it's twelves and and tens mm-hmm. that you're really looking at with Adam Duvall, and like I get it. I, I here's what I'll say. I would be open to going for him at at, at a low price. If he's mm-hmm. the flavor of the month in your league or of the week in your league, and you're having to spend like triple digits on a one thousand dollar budget, which several teams in the OC did, can't do it. If you're putting fifty eight dollars out of a one thousand budget, sure, I got no problem with that. That's that's I'm what I'll say with that. Duval. Like I, mean, I don't I, like twenty thirty bucks max out of a thousand dollar budget is like all I'm going to be willing to spend. Like like I said, like this could easily be the end of it. I mean, the nice part is that he gets to go uh, – or he gets to face Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, and Detroit. At home. Right. And then, yeah, and then Detroit. Uh, and, he, you know, the Detroit matchups are Spencer Turnbull, Joey Wentz, uh, and Matthew Boyd. So there's three, or two, two lefties on That's that. Um, three righties for, for Pittsburgh, so – just those two lefties. So, I mean, maybe you can keep it going through the end of next week and stuff, but like at some point this just comes crashing back down to earth. Uh, and you just have to be willing to just jettison them off your roster once it does. Yeah. Unless Duvall's made any sort of swing changes, which I don't, I haven't heard anything about. I don't believe that to be the case. He's 35. He is who he is. Um, or 30, age 34. He is who he is. There's power there, but there's little else. He could really tank your batting average and you've missed most of the great work. Like you said, Yo Mankata's a bit more interesting though. He's uh got a steal and a and a homer this weekend. 444, 474, 944. Four is wild with uh Moncada. He did have one base running blunder that almost cost him on that opening day game where he tried to stretch a double into a triple that he never should have gone for. He was out by a well, the ball beat him by a mile. He actually almost swim moved the tag a little bit. He made it closer than it should have been, but it was still a bad a bad go by him. He already has a double today, one for mm-hmm. two in the day game for Moncada. Uh, he actually had two homers, excuse me. Um, two, two, he didn't have a steal, though, Justin. Or did he steal today? Uh, I don't... You, you wrote a homer and a steal. But he has two homers. Oh, did I? No steals, but that's fine. So oh. bottom line is Moncada's still cooking. Are you buying back in? Because this is a guy that I've wanted to get see him get back so i'm hoping that he is but I, I i don't know yet and i didn't really buy in during draft season so i just don't know what do you think of yoan makata i'm not buying back in yet there are some interesting parts of the profile swing strike rate is uh kind of down it's right about ten and a half percent right now zone contact is you know kind of where it has been but he's kind of mixing that like you know, above average zone contact with a more aggressive approach. And if he keeps that, 
then maybe this is something. So maybe if, you know, because he makes good contact on his own, but if he's going to be more aggressive and not let, you know, get called out on strikes as much, maybe this is something. That's been an issue before. And he's healthy, which is a big thing. Um, Yeah, Moncada's health has been a big problem. Yeah, I don't know that the running is coming. Um, You know, he's, I mean, only attempted like seven stolen bases in the last two seasons. So I don't think that that's necessarily, you know, just because everybody's running doesn't mean he's going to start running. Throw in the 2020. It was only 52 games, but he did did zero for zero that year. So seven attempts Mm -hmm. since 2020 for Moncada. So he's probably not going to have that aspect. But can he get back to 20-plus homers? Because he had 25 in the rabbit ball. But I think he can be a 20-homer hitter without a rabbit ball if he if he's healthy and, and himself. I really do. Yeah. Like, I, I, Moncada's still just 28. He's on the right side of 30. I think there's still a world where he can be good. We just haven't seen it because I don't think he's been right. He had long COVID. He had injury issues. I'm pulling for him. Um, I am, too. And not just because he's on, not because he's on my auction team. Uh, picking up tens where he'll be. No, that's the only thing where he'll be available is tens. I, I, or maybe I don't some twelves. I don't think I am. I think third base is deep enough where there's probably other options. Like Josh Young wasn't drafted in every ten team league. Big Josh Young uh, fan. I, I think I'd, ra- I'd I definitely would rather have him. Like Justin Turner is probably still out there in some tens, and he stole a base weirdly enough. I know. Uh, so, uh, I yeah, I don't know that I'm picking him up in tens, but I can understand the argument for it. Like, if he finished with a better year than Josh Young or Justin Turner, I wouldn't be surprised. No, 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 me neither. That's Yel Mankata. Keep an eye on him, and if if he's looking healthy and and he's not striking out too much, there could be something there. And I also think this team's going to be good, um, notwithstanding mm-hmm, what's too. going on today. So there could be lots of runs and ribbies there too. Yeah. During the draft season, we talked about how you, there is a world where you could not start cj crone at all on the road i hope you didn't follow that <laughs> because his first series was on the road and boy did he pop off with three homers 467 471 and a 1200 slug in san diego i started i'm in a 15 team right like that i'm not i, I don't have the luxury of playing that sort of game I, with in- him you know, our head-to-head, your our listener league head-to-head league, he's on my, he's going to my bench. Or he was on my bench to start the year. <laughs> Look, I get it. He's been so bad on the road. Y- y- your process versus results, right? You always got to think about but that. But here's the thing. Like, if you really thought about it, the process was actually a little bit wrong because they haven't played in Colorado yet. There's no so hangover he has, yet. He, he hasn't exactly. been acclimated to the thin air where the balls don't break as much yep. and things like that. Um, and so... You should have probably started him, uh, and I That's didn't think call. about that uh, until after the fact. I was like, you know, you and I have been chatting, obviously. You're like, two home runs for Kron, three home runs for Kron. I couldn't like, believe it, dude. Uh, um, he will go back to being like a probably home-only streamer at some point. Yeah. But early on this season, I think you just roll with him until he shows you know, the signs of weakness we expect him to have on the road moving forward. Yeah, just ride ride Kron right now. Um I, I love that he got off to a fast start. Though. I'm a big Crone fan. And yeah. I felt like his price was really dropping because there was other first basemen getting pushed up. That he it was just up such becoming... a deep position. Yeah. yeah. But I'm still surprised that the Coors guy, of all of all things. But, hey, benefit makes it easier to play him just road only, too, because you're not – or home only because you're not uh, paying a big price for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nolan Gorman, 
Two homers, 444, 615, 1111 slug. Obviously, these gaudy slash lines are going to come way, way, way down. But he has two homers, and he's cooking, and he played all three games, did Nolan Gorman. They didn't face a lefty, and he's in the lineup today against another righty. So four for four for Gorman. What do you think about him? Because he wasn't getting any run in draft season, right? It was all about Jordan Walker, Lars Newbar. Brendan Donovan, who's also off to a great start, by the way. Uh, Newt Barr, meanwhile, has been out for three games with an injury issue. So Alec Burleson is coming. We'll talk about Burleson here in a moment. But what do you think about Gorman? Is he somebody who might be a nice, um, I don't want to say like post, it's a little bit post-hype because he was super hyped when he got called up last year and then this year didn't get much run. I think it's too early to say post-hype because he was a plus hitter last year, 107 WRC plus. But it is in that realm of post-hype. What do you think of Nolan Gorman? Okay, so like there's good news and there's bad news. Um, I always like to give the bad news first, okay, uh, because the the good news kind of makes you feel a little bit better after the bad I news, know, right? I know. So I love it. Yeah, I love it. The bad news is he's on the Cardinals and they're stacked. Like Dude. just they are just like so stacked. Um, Their bench like, would be the Tigers' starting lineup. Yeah, like I mean, they sent down Juan Yupes, who would probably be the cleanup hitter for the giants right now like so easy like, easy um you know like it's uh you know dylan carlson would be an everyday player in in center field for the giants like, right now 15 teams minimum yeah yeah so like they're just absolutely stacked and so when they do start facing lefties he won't be in the lineup um the good news is like part of this is like an actual change in which he has become less aggressive, right? So we were just talking about a guy who's become more aggressive in Moncada, but Gorman, he's he's actually become a little bit more passive and it's working for him. He's like walking at a 30% clip early on in the season. Now, pitchers will adjust to this because they're looking at him and he's like, oh, he's only swinging 30% of the time. We're just going to attack him in the zone because one of his major problems last year was he was just getting exposed with breaking stuff outside of the zone and um, pitcher started with that, and he's like, nope, I'm going to lay off. I'm going to spit on that. It's only swinging outside the zone 13.5% of the time right now. Pitchers will adjust and come after the zone, and the question will be, can he adjust back? Like, will yeah. can he become aggressive as he starts getting attacked? Um, he has the talent to do it, but I think the ceiling is limited because he's never going to face lefties. Like, I just don't think the, the Cardinals are too stacked to do it. Well, I will say, though, in like 15 teams where – Gorman wasn't even drafted in all the mains. He didn't get drafted in mine. Yeah. He was picked up on the first weekend. So I think the price is covered for him to be a strong side platoon. However, I think you're bringing that, that lefty thing up specifically because like 12s and, 15, and 12s and 10s, it's a lot harder to carry somebody who doesn't have that full volume. You can carry well, a also platoon what guy. Ha- what but, happens when Lars Newbart is healthy? Because he missed two games this weekend. And he's missing today you know. too. And he's missing today. Like it's like yeah. maybe maybe Newbar goes on the IL and they and Gorman's safe for the next two weeks. But they like Alec Burleson a lot. They're gonna give yeah. him playing time. Like And so when Newbar's they, healthy, he plays every day, and then Gorman mm-hmm. and Burleson are are fighting a bit more for, and Carlson too. So you got three guys. Yeah. So that's a great call right now that Newbar's early injury has opened the door a little bit. Uh, for Burleson and Gorman to get that PT that they're not necessarily going to get. And yes, they're going to play a lot against righties, but they are going to be fighting because Burleson's also a left-handed batter. He's also mm-hmm. off to a fast start. Uh, he's only played two of the games, but he's three for eight with a homer, a couple ribbies. 
I like him too, but I think it's the same issue where it's like NL only and like 15 teamers as a, as a spot starter type because you're not going to get the volume from those guys, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, keep an eye on the Cardinals there. And, if again, if Newt Bard does go to the IL, that adds to Gorman's – Gorman specifically, but then Burleson a little bit. That adds to their appeal, but only for a little, limited time because eventually there's going to be too many mouths to feed there, and I don't think Newt Bard's – going to be the one that sits and i don't think walker's really going to sit all that much either same with o'neill it's going to be the gorman uh, carlson burleson trio fighting uh, bryce terang has a combo meal already today he's absolutely tearing the cover off the ball hit a grand slam now when i talked to eric he talked about how he is a glove only kind of guy and i'm not saying that this contradicts him and that that eric is wrong uh but 500 615 900 on the fast fast start for Burleson with two steals and a, and a homer already, including the combo meal today. What do you make of Burleson, of Tarang, excuse me, over at second base? Is he somebody that has some deep league appeal just to ride the hot hand right now because of the playing time being guaranteed against uh, uh, right-handers? This was a supersized combo meal because it was a grand slam That's uh, as amazing. well. Uh, only fourth brewer in history to have their first home run in the majors be a grand slam. Uh, I saw wow. that on Twitter, so. Uh, that's cool. super cool. Uh, yeah, I don't think this changes my view of him thus far. What it might do is cement him a little bit more in the playing time. And one of the things I didn't really think about until, you know, actually now as we're talking is how much leeway Colton Wong got offensively because he was so good defensively yep. on that Brewers team. And so while there is – it's set up right now for him to have like a strict platoon with either Owen Miller or Mike Brousseau at yeah, second uh, base. Miller played second against the one lefty they faced on Saturday. Brousseau mm-hmm. actually played third that day. Okay. So even though Brian Anderson's a righty, Anderson shifted to the outfield. Winker came yeah. out, and that's how it worked mm-hmm. out. Yeah, so I think that there could be a strict platoon. Um, they might end up saying like Bryce Turing's defense's abilities – gives him an even larger edge on the strong side of that platoon where he might actually start facing some lefties. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how it plays out. Like, I think there's a a really good case for like, Hey, maybe the next time they face a lefty and I'm, I'm kind of trying to quickly look up and see they face Dylan, uh, David Peterson on Wednesday. I'll be really interested to see if Terang's in the lineup that day, or if it's Owen Miller, if it's Terang, then maybe that's a sign they're going to start playing in full-time. But I think from a straight skills perspective, I think it's probably going to be a little bit empty speed. Yeah. Uh, but he's showing he's got a little bit of pop in that bat, and he did have I a really him. good year at AAA last year. So I wouldn't bury him. I picked him up in my OC. Okay. You know, he's, he's on my bench, which hurts yeah. for today, but I did pick him up. little detour here. Where did this um, Descofani Manaya starter follow opener follower thing come from? Because I saw it in more than one place. Descofani's uh, an out away from six innings here. Um, is it a pitch based well, thing? Because yeah, he's only he's only have... at sixty something pitches. Yeah, but like usually, if you're going to do an opener, it's more of like a fifty pitch thing. Is Manaya still coming in after? Do we think? I I maybe. Um, maybe with the Giants having their bullpen eaten up a little bit yesterday, uh, they just are going to go two starters and let Manaya finish off the final Disco four. Disco looks great right now. Yeah. Um, 
He even got angry at Andrew Vaughn for no apparent reason earlier in the game. Maybe he's just he's just running on hatred right now. I I guess running on pure hatred and probably freezing. It looks so cold there right now. That's why yeah, I'm being even though it's 92 here in Texas today. <laughs> uh, Thor had a baby. I, I'm I'm gonna fucking confirmation bias the shit out of this. <laughs> six innings, uh, 150 ERA and six Ks. Of course, he allowed 412 steals. But uh, he looked great, man, and there was some swing and miss stuff. That, that's going to be uh, Descalfani gets through six. He allowed a liner to Robert, but right at third baseman. But Thor looked great, and uh, again, he was missing bats. And, you know, if you're going to trust a team to fix somebody, the Dodgers are as high on the list as anybody else, especially a guy of his potential talent. He had a 14% swinging strike rate. I was in on Thor coming into the year. I'm, I'm excited by the first start. I, again, I'm not going to declare it a dub just yet, but he did defeat the baby snakes. What do you think of Thor's big outing with the Dodgers? I think this is the perfect time to sell high. Oh, my God. You are uh, so stubborn about this. This is going to be September, and he has like a, a 280 ERA with a 28% K rate. And, yeah, but it's not a 30% K rate. I would sell and, him. No, it's, it's the velocity. He's like a 92.6. Who cares? I, I care. Like uh, Thor is, Thor is only Thor when the velocity allows his secondary pitches to play off of him. Not uh, true. This he is had going a 14 percent swing strike rate. Like that's that's just verifiably going not up true. At least a, in this outing, a, a Diamondbacks team that is uh, struggling right now uh, to start the season. I, have I'm, you been paying attention to baseball the last I don't know five years? In, in I have the, not. Okay, clearly. Well, so they're doing this thing where they're changing, and how four seamers just do not matter anywhere near as much as they used to in fact just in this game alone he only threw 17 percent four seamers mm -hmm. thor did with 26 percent cutters 33 percent sinkers so more movement based fastballs than actual velo based and had 24 percent change-ups 15 percent swinging strike rate like or 14 percent excuse me i know he's throwing 92.9 and that's even down from last year which was down yeah. from his high you got you're not alone in this, but y'all are going to do the same thing y'all did with Bieber and just focus on the velo and just ignore the fact that he was having an amazing, like Bieber had an amazing season and all people talked about all off season was what about his velo? I don't know. What about the fact that he was an amazing pitcher all year? And I don't know. It's too early to say on Thor. I'll keep an eye on the velo for sure. All right, I, I, been, I'm loading up the board bet sheet. Hold on. Sure. Injuries have been a major them. part of his career without a doubt, but I, I just don't know how you look at that outing. And I don't know if you watched it, but. And, and I have not only, watched it. I will say that. Only takeaway is the velo. Like, yeah, it was down, but he looked great. All right. Noah Syndergaard is not a top 50 starting pitcher this year. I mean, I need an inning threshold because otherwise I, I, already, okay. I already know the health um, risk. 130 innings. Uh, I mean, okay, I gotta get innings because uh, I, I, I don't. I'll, I'll do 130. That's fine. Okay, because I don't deny the health issues either. I'm fully understanding of that. But I'm our our talent are just our, excuse me. And are we using the Raswell player raider? Yeah, our discrepancy is talent, not health. If I was coming right. out here saying, "Oh, he'll stay healthy," un unquestioned, then you could give me no innings limit. All right, uh, let's move on. You got that on the board there. Yep. Let's move. Let's move on to Jeffrey Springs, man. He came out had a huge outing: six no-hit innings, twelve Ks. Just embarrassed. Now, here's what: I, there must have been a change this year, because why is he allowed to face a Triple A team and then it counts for Major League stats? <laughs> there were a few of those this weekend. Yeah. So, like, is that a new thing this year? 
I, I apparently, yeah. I mean, because it, well, and I got to be honest, like I couldn't even confirm if it was a triple A team. It kind of looked like a double A team to me, mm-hmm. but it was. Uh, I mean, Otani got to face a double A team yesterday. And that, like, that just that was, seems weird. This this team was called the Deterit the Deterit Tiggers, something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I wasn't paying a lot of attention, but it, he did. He was great against them, but it just doesn't seem fair that that would count for major league stats, right? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I mean, it, it shouldn't count. Um, okay. On a completely separate note, my TV has decided to just shut off the White I, Sox game. It protected like, you. It, it, just, like, it just gave up. Like Even though Kopech's out, they're like, no, get off it. Yeah, like uh, the stream just got hit into the ball, or hit out of the ballpark. Yeah. So Springs destroyed the Tigers. I mean, his stuff was so, so filthy, uh, unbelievable. Um, there was so much hype on him coming into the year. Obviously, people are going to be confirmation biasing their faces off with this one. There's not a whole lot of analysis here. He's not available anywhere. But do you think he is going to have the big breakout season? I kind of do. But the question is, like, right now, like, if you if he's, like, your SP, like, four, you got to sell him right now, right? Like, you could, I mean, unless, yeah, unless it, you it, have like you know some like guys like Alec Manoa or yeah, or yeah, unless he's covering some issues yeah. that you have, but yeah, if if you if this is like, like an I'm embarrassment static. of riches, like yeah, like what kind of like could you get? You can get like I bet you can get like Marcus Simeon. Yeah, like I'm wondering if you can get like a second, third round pick. Like that's what I'm saying. You know, like, like something like that, like Simeon or Goldschmidt um, or like I mean. Goldie might be a little, but I don't even know. I don't even know if that's a little much. Because if you find somebody who is loaded, like let's say they got Goldie and Crone or something. Mm-hmm. Again, we're talking shower leagues here. Mm-hmm. I think in a 15 team, you're not getting something that high. But in a shower, in a 12, 15 10, team league, you probably don't want to move them. Just no, 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 I, I wouldn't because you, you'll be out of pitch. You, uh, there's yeah, no yeah, such yeah, thing yeah. as pitching depth. I, I, ju- I just kind of reversed the WRC plus leaderboard. So I'm going by low. Okay. Um, Right now, Kyle Schwarber has a negative 82 WRC plus. Would you trade Jeffrey Springs for Kyle Schwarber? If I need the power, I, I can get behind that. Yes. What about? There's no way you get Bobby Witt Jr. Bobby Witt Jr. has a negative 43. But what if but, what if you go Springs and a hitter for Witt? Like if you did Springs and Moncada for Witt, could you like? Maybe Springs and Gordon. there are leagues where that trade. <laughs> really yeah, yeah, they're like. Again, we're saying some stuff that sounds outlandish, but then you hear us talk every year and other podcasts talk every year about trades that go through, so you mm-hmm. never know. You can at least what, take a look. What about Springs for Tay Oscar? Because I think I'd hold on to Springs. So would I, but I was pretty anti-Tay Oscar coming into the season, and I'm not going to say that I'm right on four days by any stretch of the imagination, but I like... Would, I you, think, would you do Springs for Juan Soto? Nah, I got to stick with Soto. Yeah, I got to stick with soda too. But I, I bet would you ask, could ask if I, if I, I had springs though, and I'm I would totally, I would ask. Yeah. And Somebody I don't think might, so the first insulting. question in my chat today is Juan Soto broken, and I'm like, no, it's, it's three games. I'm I don't think so. It's three. Uh, yeah, I got I got some uh, Alex Bregman cooked You're, stuff in my stream today. I was like, give me a break. I bet you could get Vinny P plus a piece. Oh yeah, like if yeah, if you oh, wanted, yeah. To, yeah. I mean, you could v- Vinny P and a pitcher back who like doesn't suck. No, I'm not saying you should trade Springs. No, 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 no. We're just, I, but I think if you if you have an embarrassment of riches because Springs is like your SP three or SP four, um, and you need to like build up some offense, I think now's the time. Like that was an impressive outing, especially because there was so much helium in draft season too. Yeah. Right? and so the people that maybe didn't believe they're on board now. They're like, dang, maybe I should have been in on this guy, mm-hmm. right? Even though it was against the Double A squad. 
I agree. You can sell high here. Uh, Dustin May dropped seven scoreless. Only four punches, but he looked great. Um, how are we feeling about Dustin May? And what kind of season are you expecting out of him? I, I was a little tepid on him at the draft table. He's somebody I root for, but not somebody I put my money where my mouth is. I don't have him on any leagues. And uh, we didn't see a lot of the swing and miss, but we saw him have success. So I'm not going to com complain too much and roast a guy who only has a 16% K rate and 10% swing strikes because he had 55% ground balls and he was in command of the D-backs. What do you think of Dustin May? Man, this feels like one where I'm going to really eat my words on on Dustin May because my, my biggest issue with Dustin May wasn't talent. It was I didn't see where the innings were going to come from. They let him go seven in his first start? Like, and I'm looking up to see how many That's pitches nice. through. Uh, but seven innings is 84 um, pitches. That's pretty nice to get through 84. Yeah, to get through seven and 84 pitches. I mean, if he's going to be that efficient, you're never going to get the strikeouts, and I don't think we're ever going to have the the huge breakout if that's the way he's going to pitch. But he's going to be extremely valuable pitching for the Dodgers. Yeah. If I'll he take can, the great he, ratio. Yeah, you're and gonna, dubs. Yeah, like he's. Uh, yeah, this is one where I'm gonna I may end up looking really silly. Well, I'm okay we'll with see. it. We'll I still see think it's the right process, but yeah. Yeah, and it could be a situation where unlike what we heard about Baltimore with Grayson Rodriguez, where they said we're gonna innings limit him, but it's gonna be within games, maybe the Dodgers are gonna innings limit May with a hard stop. And so it's like if he goes six, seven, sometimes eight even because he's efficient enough, sure. But then when he reaches his final point, if that's September eighteenth, then that's September eighteenth. I don't know. That's speculation. They're, they're, I'm just saying they're a team maybe. right now that isn't super healthy either, so maybe they're waiting for Tony Gonsolin and other guys to get back. And maybe know, then and they'll they, cut him down a little all, bit, you know. All of a sudden he goes on a, you know, two or three week IL stint, mm -hmm. you know. And maybe for, it'll be ups and know. downs too. Maybe mm -hmm. like if they're up, you know, eight nothing in the fifth inning against a team, but he's only at forty eight pitches or something because he's super efficient again. Maybe they take him out after that. They're like, Hey, you killed it, you're fine, but we're and gonna the save you. And because he's so reliant on contact without the shift being, you know, the Dustin May we're talking about, sorry. Um, Dustin May is going to have blow-up outings. Like, they're just, he's yeah. going to have outings where he gets babbit to death. Yep. This Definitely. was a good start. Um, but again, it was a good start against a team that is not looked good offensively as of mm -hmm. yet. So, like, I, I still want to reserve judgment. I'm just very, I'm very surprised that May went as deep as he did. Seven in innings. This game. Yeah. yeah. That's the big thing. If the 13% swing strike rate from 21-22, that 53 innings, small sample, but if that if that is still going to be here, then he is going to be a monster. We didn't see it in game one. Doesn't mean it won't be here all year. A guy yeah. who is more of the uh, pitch to contact, not so much swing and miss, uh, although last year the strikeouts did go up, but Aaron Savale also went seven, but only three Ks, only a 6% swing strike rate, but he was excellent against Seattle. What do you think of the uh, seven scoreless from Savale, and are you picking him up? Who I'm, I mean, he was the guy who was targeting late in drafts, so like I've got a good amount of shares of him. Uh, but if he's available in leagues, I would be kind of picking him up right now. I just think uh, the skills have always been there. Health has been an issue, um, and consistency has been an issue. But mm -hmm. um, I think if he uh, if he can stay healthy, I think he's gonna have a pretty good season, and he's on a team that's gonna win. I think a lot of games. Uh, Cleveland knows how to pitch, man. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm big on Savali. He's available in your league. You should be grabbing him. Yeah, and it'll be shower formats where you're gonna find Savali. Mm -hmm. He definitely got drafted in 15 teamers, but he's a guy I've always liked. 
I'm still in. Even with the lower strikeout, I just I trust Cleveland. I like Savali. I say go get him. And then Seth Lugo, let's cap it off with him. He threw seven innings as well, one earned, but he had seven strikeouts. He dominated the Rockies. And yeah, we can say it's the Rockies, but A, there's no cooler thing over because they haven't played there. And B, they were good in the first couple games. So he actually stemmed the tide on uh, on San Diego not playing so well and helped them. Or no, they went two and two. It was four game set. So they won two, they lost two. But either way, Lugo pitched his butt off, looked great. He's converting back to starter at age 33 here. I wonder if this could be a CJ Wilson thing, though, where yes, he's been a reliever all the way since uh 2017 uh, outside of just 12 random starts in uh 18 and 20 combined but maybe he still just gets turned loose innings wise because he's 33 years old and what are they protecting him for like when cj wilson came out of the bullpen he threw a full season i wonder if seth lugo is going to be like that what did you think of his first outing super super impressive um and again another situation in which uh like uh dustin may where seth lugo the, my biggest concern on him was is he going to be able to throw as many innings? And I don't mm-hmm. know if he'll be able to hold up over the course of a whole season as a starter, but for right now, you ride it because he looked really, really good, went deep into the game. Um, and I think this is a uh, guy that, yeah, you should be riding this hot streak because right now, San Diego doesn't have a lot of options. Like Lugo is firmly in this rotation for yeah, a Weathers while. Weathers is pitching right now. Ryan Weathers. Yeah, so, like, yeah, they, they're using Lugo, and they're committing to him and Nick Martinez right now. By the way, Manaya is in, so it is a go. piggyback. It's just not traditional piggyback where the guy goes, like, fewer than five. It's because Descofani was so efficient. You're definitely right yeah. on that. But if Manaya closes this out, that'd be a pretty hot three-inning save. If he came It's not in a save, and, though, is it? If you get three innings, yeah. Oh, yeah. No matter what, even if it's 7 nothing. Oh, that would be so, awesome. Yeah. If he goes all three, Manaya would get a would get a hot save right here, and he's looking nice right now. I mean, he's facing a lefty, but he is the stuff looks crisp. And then he yeah, no no reason it. that no reason he won't get three innings. No, I, I agree, but then he yoinks a sinker into the right-handed batter's box right after I said he looks crisp, dude. He's on fire. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I like Lugo. I'm picking him up everywhere. He was somebody I was actually drafting as well in 15 teamers. I'm taking a shot in tens and twelves where I need pitching. He gets yeah. uh, he gets a trip to Atlanta this weekend. That'll be a tough test, but I think he has the stuff to be able to survive and be kind of a uh, at least a team streamer, if not a, just a consistent guy you keep in your rotation. I so, agree. All right, those are some hot starts there. It's always tougher at the first few weeks of the season because there's not a whole lot to go off of. We're not going to be recommending you drop guys like Bregman who went 0 for 16 or anything like that. You're not going to hear any of that. So don't even ask. If, if you drafted yeah. a guy in a single-digit round, unless they have a long-term injury, you are not cutting them. Full yeah, stop. Absolutely. I do not care what they do. I, do. I don't care on May 1st if they're hitting 112. You are not cutting anybody with a single-digit draft order. And that goes for all formats. Then you start to get different league formats. You can say, okay, 15 teamers. I wouldn't cut anybody in like the 20th round and earlier. And you know, you can start to maneuver from there, but anybody with a single digit draft round, you're giving them at least a month, if not six weeks. Right now for me, you can drop anybody who you drafted in the last third of your draft. So if you're in a 30 round draft, anybody who was drafted after round 20, is droppable everybody yep. else like i'm holding on for two weeks Absolutely. you know i'm okay being aggressive and stuff like that but i really only want to be aggressive in the spots where i've seen something that means someone i should be aggressive a velocity the tr- drop the, the churn change yeah exactly not an, an overreaction yeah. to somebody who is struck i'm not cutting bregman for gorman 
because Gorman's on fire and Bregman's 0 for 16. And, and for me right now, it's more about picking, wanting to pick a guy up than it is about wanting to drop a guy, right? Exactly. Like, I exactly. drafted this guy for a reason, and unless the reason was, hey, he's got a good opening weekend start, mm-hmm. um, I'm probably holding on to him unless there's just something better on the waiver wire. You know, a guy who's become a closer or potentially could become a closer, a guy who all of a sudden G1 Bay is all of a sudden stealing and playing every day at second base over Rodolfo Castro, like I told Paul he would be earlier on in the draft season. Uh, you know, things like that that are actually. Wow, a four day victory lap there. Wow. Yep. Oh, that I mean, is, uh, that's I interesting. I haven't taken any victory laps on Twitter, but man, that's new people for you. taking up. Yeah, people have taken up that mantle. Like the, the Dylan Cease fan club was out in full force after that first start. Really? Wow. It's oh, almost it was, as if yeah, that's a guy who can be completely different from start to start. I don't think anybody's yeah, ever exactly. denied that he can be amazing in any given start. He mm-hmm. absolutely can. It's it's the 40 command. I want to see how it holds up over 30 starts again. That was my my concern mm-hmm. with Dylan Cease. Yeah, and I just wasn't ready to pay ace prices and he looked great against houston the thing of it is when dylan cease is on he can beat a team of all-stars and shut them out when he's, when off, he's not the double a tigers are Kansas, gonna get yeah him. kansas city and detroit yep. are crushing him yeah so. exactly exactly by the way I, I talked up uh i talked up mania saying his stuff with crisp and he has back-to-back walks i think nice. sorry my bad my bad but you know what? Hey, he's got a pretty big lead to run with for that yeah save. so maybe he maybe better... he gives up five earned runs but he still gets the save <laughs> he really earns that save by making it a three-run game uh anyway we'll be back friday talking more uh we'll talk two starts and some other hot starts and other news that comes up but uh be patient i know it's hard this is the one downside of the information age or one of the downsides in the information age with fantasy is that you're checking your standings every every day and everything and you really probably shouldn't because it's going oh, to no, you absolutely nuts. shouldn't. The only reason you should be checking your standings is so that way, if you're at first place in your league, you can take a screenshot and send it to people. Like that is literally the only, the only reason right now that I'm checking my standings is because I want to see if like I jumped to first overall in, in TGFBI or the Oxford. Well, see, I know I'm not going to do that hot. because yeah. I have Michael Kopech. Um, and Chris, even Sale. with Michael Kopech, I'm there. Like, uh, well, good on, for on you because not, yeah. not me, not me. I am, uh, I, I want to see actually, you know what? I want to see, I want to see if I jump to dead last in the main event. That'll there be a screenshot go. I'll take. If mm-hmm. I can actually, how many are how many teams are there? I might be dead last 435. You were not dead last as of yesterday. There's, um, no, I, there's 795 in the main event. Oh, in and the main I'm, event. I thought, I'm sorry, I thought you would teach FBI. I'm 759, sorry. so I'm getting there. Oh. Take that screenshot. That'll Look, be fun. Sean Childs and Tyler Young are second and third to last, and they're two amazing players. Mm-hmm. So I do, I, I truly do not feel bad. It sucks to get off to a bad start. Make no mistake about it. By the way, I'm 350 in TGFBI. How many did you say are in there? 435? Uh, four, yeah, four something. So I'm, I'm working my way down there. Jeff Erickson's number one overall in yogurt. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. Love it. He's- yeah, TGFBI Yogurt. He's uh, I, I'm uh, I was 16th overall. I'm I'm now 31st. So cool. Who cares, Justin? You know I care. I nobody care. Nobody cares. I'm okay. taking my victory lap now. I'll talk to you on Friday. Have a good one. Take it easy.